But tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, you know, dive into what's some of the issue that individuals in the Asian community have toward black Americans. There was a video that kind of came across my desk from the 1960s. And this issue about having an issue of black Americans has been going all the way back then. Now, you know, we haven't done nothing to nobody. We have not collectively done anything to no group of people, but I want to get into this video tonight with this guy is saying about us in the 1960s and how his community actually feel about us. And then we're going to fast forward to 2023 with someone similar to him and what they're pushing and what they're promoting as, as well. So let's, let's go ahead on and break down this video. Most Orientals feel more openly hostile to most other Americans. Yeah. Now, he said that most of his people feel openly hostile toward black Americans. And when I stopped it, there's a white girl that's sitting right there in the frame. And she asked why. Now listen to his response. I'm not sure. Um, part of it's a certain. He said he's not sure. In other words, we haven't done you anything. We haven't done your people anything. But listen, listen to what what he's having an issue with with black folks at that time. Dislike the civil rights movement because the people that have worked for the civil rights are saying the government. You, you know, give us training, give us this and that, and so we can become like you. And yes, black folks are saying, yes, we need the resources so we can be self-sufficient on our own. Black people wasn't begging for handouts. It was asking to be self-sufficient. Okay. On top of the terrorism that black people were suffering at the hands of the white supremacists. And he's saying his community took issue with that, but let's continue. The Orientals take a great deal of pride saying, you know, we had San Francisco and we had riots too, but we made it on our own. Now, why the hell are you taxing us and using our tax money to raise you up when we could do it ourselves? The reaction against it is very, very strong. Really very strong. Now you heard, you heard what he said. He said that, their reaction to us is very, very strong. This was in the 1960s, ladies and gentlemen. He's upset. He talking about basically, I don't want to pay taxes to help out black people when it wouldn't be a country if it wouldn't be for black people. You ran from your homeland. Why didn't you go stay in your homeland and build that up? Why are you running over here talking about you want entitlements to universities and everything else that you want entitlements to? Let's call it what it is. You're so hostile to our black Americans. Why are you not hostile in your homeland? You ran from your homeland over here. If you're so smart, like everybody say you are, well, why don't you go to your homeland and make that better? Listen, your homeland right now is doing pretty good, actually. Why don't you want to be there? There's a lot of uh, universities in China that's, that can teach you and they can make you doctors and everything else that's happening right there in your own homeland. You don't have to have any hostility toward black folks. But what the whole time, while we got the civil rights movement going on, see the white supremacists knew why he said to call them the model minority. Now you understand why white supremacists did it. 
Because see, I never seen this footage before. This is something I just saw today. Openly hostile toward black Americans that did them nothing. How many times black Americans have stood up for them over the years, supported their businesses over the years. When they first came here, they put them in our neighborhoods because one thing that the white people didn't want, the white people did not want them in their neighborhoods and they still don't want a big mass influx of them in their neighborhood either. Okay. A couple of families could come in fine, but let the whole, let the whole uh, uh, Asian communities come flooding the white people neighborhood. They're going to leave that neighborhood to them because that's how they are. They don't want nobody around them, but them. And we, we know this. So they team up with the white supremacists against us. But see the issue with, well, listen to what he said about the civil rights movement. In other words, we're fighting back against white supremacy. They are so cowardice. And this is why I say cowardice. You should be fighting back, back against white supremacy too. If you go all the way back and just know American history, look at how Chinese immigrants were treated when they, when they came here, all the racism that happened to Chinese immigrants. They had the Chinese exclusion act. At one point in time, they wouldn't even let no uh, Chinese women in this country because they didn't want them to reproduce. They did not want them here. And even people like Frederick Douglass has said it's wrong to have a Chinese exclusion act. We were speaking up for Chinese people and all kinds of different Asian groups for a long time. But, but when it, but you hostile toward us and our people have been, have fought for you. See, see this, but see, it, it, this is okay because it's coming full circle. I mean, this, this, this is a, a full circle moment for black people. And I'm glad about that. Now, let, let me take you to a lady that came up on my radar in the midst of all this Supreme Court decision, and we'll jump back into it. So the day that the decision came down from the Supreme Court, this woman, Yatin Chu, popped up on my timeline as I was going through what people were saying at the time. Now, I told you that I'm starting to notice a trend of Chinese immigrants being at the forefront of these you know, attacks or unraveling or trying to do different things against black Americans. As I just been, cause I told you, I don't think we should just be using a blanket term like Asians. I think we need to figure out what Asian is doing it. Just like, as I said before, we need to not, when people just don't say black, they say, okay, where are you from? It's the same thing with them. This woman is, is Chinese. Okay. So she says immigrant, ESL, you know, English is a second language, you know, talking about the, the B, the, I guess by side president of Asian wave co-founder of place advisor, final five fair board. And that fair situation is very interesting. Um, and she said the tweets are hers. So we, we want to look at a few things here. And when we fast forward it to 2023, so in her tweets here, organizations like stop AAPI hate are race grifters, hoarding funding and seeking political capital on Asian victims to feed progressives. They don't represent Asian communities. I know is a box is awful uses headline that is refuted in the actual article. Now, of course this is stop AAPI hate says that 70% of Asians support affirmative action. You know, she talking about here, you know, when this person made a tweet 
um, and everything. Some of they refuse to acknowledge the discrimination against Asians. A lot of crew replies, but the civil ones point to legacy admissions. New York Dem senators have a bill, but Ivies are fighting it. Well, why didn't you put that in the court case? Why are you worrying about a bill? Then she's talking about more, more of them. You know, they own team white supremacy. Of course she is. Um, of course they're talking about legacy admissions, but let's go down to the original tweet that it kind of got my attention, uh, with her, you know, she's talking about NYC Asians cause this woman's in New York have become more politically engaged and not blindly voting for Dems. It said after the SHSAT, they said reactions from local Dems on the SCOTUS rulings show how they don't care about our civil rights for equality. The shift uh, to the political right will continue. So she's a right winger. Um, let's go down here. Uh, to, this is what originally caught my attention. Um, Grace Ming, which is a Democrat, and she was standing with Biden when they signed the Asian hate crime bill. So Asian Americans are being used as pawns that will be treated as scapegoats under the false assumption we will benefit. Asians are being used by the same people who purport to care about them getting into universities where are passing alien land laws, preventing them from buying homes. Um, yeah, that's actually happening. Actually right here in Texas, that's happening. Uh, believe it or not. And it, and this is a Republican state. So she's not lying about that portion. And then Yatin here says Asians have been discriminated in college admissions. We, we sued because it harms Asians. Ending affirmative action benefits Asians. It said grace is said telling us we are pawns is demeaning and belittles our fight for our civil rights in America. Now, of course this is, this is what caught my attention originally. So I told my daughter today is a big day. They've ended affirmative action. And then he said, isn't it what you've been fighting for? She asked. She said, I said, yes, that's what she's been fighting for. And we know how that's going to turn out. Now let's go to the website of in the, in, in the top here. Let's go back to scroll to the top. So you know what website we're going to. So she t- has the website, AsianWaveAlliance.org, And so this is the website right here. It said voting for common sense to safeguard our future. Now, Asian Wave Alliance said we are a nonpartisan political club for Asian American New Yorkers, representing constituents across the five boroughs, Long Island, Westchester, and beyond. And say our focus is on local, state, and national issues. And say that affect our daily lives, our rights and freedom, and the future prosperity of our children. And they talking about the latest news, all of that. So I want to go to, um, not that section, the about section here. Okay. Their issues. It's a main issue center on the quality of life and advocacy for the Asian community in New York. They don't say for everybody. They don't say minorities. They don't say people of color, like the congressional black caucus and all these other black organizations talk about people of color. They clearly say for the Asian community, which they supposed to be saying the Asian community. I'm not upset with them advocating for their people. I'm not. So they're saying that here, they, they talk about language support, talking about ensuring immigrants have access to language support to help them navigate our city, small businesses that serves the needs of our community and contribute of our thriving local economy. They worry about their economy, their economy. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about for them at the end of the day, the economy, black folks. We're not focusing on the economy. We're focused on being too much a consumer, great schools, the high quality public education. 
It said that supports, it said, and challenges, it says students to be their personal best. And then over here, of course, they got care for seniors, a safe city. So the board members here, as you can see the last names and most Chinese names, that's her there. She's a co-founder. And then they talk about all these other people here. Now let's go to the, uh, the questionnaire. So if you're a political candidate, you want to be endorsed by the Asian wave Alliance. It's a, the AWA will engage members. Okay. To understand the issues that have, um, impact our community, not people of color, not distressed communities, not minorities, our community, the Asian community. It's a know what electeds have done and find out what they will do if elected. It said we will endorse candidates who align with our values as Asian values, prioritize the concerns of the Asian community and demonstrate a record of involvement and making a difference. But when you go to black folks stuff, it's always talking about people of color, minority crap. You see, you see this is why black folks don't get nowhere. Now, let, let's go to the people they kind of endorse. And I want to pay, I want y'all to pay attention to something on that. So in June, 2023, the primary elections, what do you notice on here? Or what do, what, what do you know, notice that's not on here? If you didn't figure it out already, they don't have a black face on here. Now, since the Asian wave Alliance, I would expect Asian people to be on there. No problem. Hey, it's the Asian wave Alliance. But notice there's white folks on here, here, here. And I, I don't care if they from Italy. I don't care where they come from. They're white here. More white folks, more white folks. Okay. I, I, there may be some Jewish people in here. I don't care. They white. You scroll down here to general election. I can only see so much, but I don't see a black face on here. The primary they did back then, you keep noticing the pattern with them. You notice the pattern. Now this guy here, he's not definitely a black American. Uh, I don't know what he is. I don't know what he could be, but he definitely not from the soil, but you can see all that here. And I'm pretty sure he had to sell out for that. But for the most part, everybody endorsing is mostly themselves and, uh, the folks for the most part out of all of them. Right. Um, so let's get, we'll go back here and let's just finish talking about this. So between the guy that you saw and Yatin Chu, for example, right. It's the same mindset that, that they, that he had in the sixties and what she has in 2023, they get upset when we fight. See what they want to do is they don't really want they 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 okay having some small businesses, they okay building some banks here and there, but they don't want to build like real like schools, you know, because they listen it it wouldn't be an issue if they would build their own colleges, then they could build their own. They, they got they got statistically they got more money than black people, so they should build their own colleges, right? but they don't even value their own colleges to create it. They want to sit up there and fight to get in the colleges that is ran by them folks. See if black people were smart, what black people would do is abandon all the PWIs, all of them and go to the HBCUs, take all our athletic talent to the HBCUs. Just, just leave it. And I know the HBCUs got problems with doggone it. We got to put our foot up the butt 
and make them do what's right. We got to expose those who stealing money. We got to call out those who got, who, who's got their hands with them folks and not fighting for black people, black folks. If they're going to do this, what they're doing, that's no problem. Just go to trust me. It will be a wealth transfer. Listen to me. If the black athletes would go to the HBCUs and they make sure that they at the HBCUs, that will literally be a wealth transfer overnight because nobody goes to watch Brad on Brad football. Nobody goes to watch Brad on Brad uh, basketball. They don't. They want to see the brothers. Listen, they own people don't want to see them playing. Cause they know good and well what's going to happen when they play the HBCUs. They're going to, they're going to be losing. And then they're going to get upset. And then when they get upset, they're going to be trying to stop black people from going to the HBCU. That's what they do. They feel like they got a monopoly on our uh, uh, talent because why didn't them, why didn't they talk about it's unfair for all these black people be playing basketball and all these black people playing football. Why you didn't fight for equality for that? I mean, you can, right? But these coaches is the one that's going to choose these black people to play on their teams. But you have a hostility toward us and we didn't do you nothing. We didn't drop no bombs in your country. We never destabilized any Asian country, no African country, no black American for sure have done anything to no Asian countries. If anything, we have fought for you, spoke up for you. Say, hey, it's wrong to treat the Asian person like that. We have supported your businesses in our communities. Even when you was acting a plum fool, you still was getting some black dollars. It has so much of a black transfer of, of money to the, their communities so they can afford to pay for their kids to go to freaking Harvard and Yale and Columbia and Brown University and places like that. A lot of their money come from black people's pockets. And, and you would think they like, they think like the Democrat party, you would think they would be like, okay, man, black people, my customer base, man, look, I'm going to stay good with black people, man. I'm going to be doing the Juneteenth celebration. I will be talking about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Hey, whatever black people look, they want a hip hop month. I do whatever. That's my biggest customer. I'm with them. You would think that would be their mindset, but no, they act like the white supremacists acting arrogant. Thinking, oh, black people, they got to give me this money. That's, that's their mindset about you. You got to give them the money. You know, you, you got, you can't go nowhere else to get no product, no food, no uh, nails done, hair, anything that you need. You can't go nowhere else, but you got to deal with them. And then for years, for years, they have been putting their hands on black women. And so many black women and men have say, Hey, y'all stay out of them people business. Then you get mad. That's why I got to a point. I stopped covering it. I stopped covering it when, when they, when they uh, putting their hands on y'all, because you go, you willingly go right back willingly. And that got me so frustrated. I say no other group of people would do that. But y'all you, it's like you okay with people putting their hands on you, abusing you Oh, but unless they black, then they black. You're ready to take their head off. But if it, but if it's anybody else outside of black, you, you, you'll justify it. Well, I need this. I need that. Like you can't get it online. If, shoot, you know how many things I order from Amazon? I go on my phone. Oh, I need this. Boom, 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 boom. 
is at my door sometime the same day or the following day. A lot of times I don't have to go to the store to hardly get anything anymore. If I need stuff or I need some light bulbs, like I just changed all the light bulbs in my house. I didn't step out my house to get them bulbs, except to when it came to my door, I went and grabbed that right there, opened it up, put it everything I need to put. I didn't go to nobody's business to get it other than buying it from Amazon. You can buy the majority almost of everything from Amazon. Now, of course, you go to the grocery store or whatever, right? But if you have a hostility toward us and we see in a pattern of, of, of Chinese people, we see in this pattern, like I say, we didn't do that to Chinese people. We didn't. So, and then you in Africa too. You all in the African continent. And we've seen videos of y'all putting hands on, on Africans. Now the Africans and all that stuff start coming out. Then y'all ambassadors quick to get y'all out of there because they know that if the Africans get mad at them, then they gonna kick them on out of there. And they, they don't want that because they, they want them resources. But black folks haven't done them anything. But yeah, you got this hostility. This is once again, it goes back to Dr. John Henry Clark. We have no friends. And not because we are not friendly. We are the most friendly group of people. Listen, I'm going to tell you, some of you say that you're not African. One telltale uh, sign to me that you are African is that you're extremely welcoming. That's how Africans are. Every African country I go to, they open their arms to everybody. And you the exact same way. There's so many similarities with them and you. That's why when y'all tell me I'm not no African, I'm this and then the third. It's, I, I always use that statement like, you know, you take a German shepherd out of Germany and make him be raised in America. He can be 10 generations in America. That breed of dog is still a German shepherd. It's, it's not no American shepherd. So, but I don't argue with y'all with that anymore. I just don't waste my time with it because it's kind of like arguing science and I'm not going to argue science with nobody. That's just kind of stupid at this point, but there's no reason for any hostility toward the black community. And the reason why I want to make sure to delineate Asians and not just say Asians, because it's not all Asians that's pushing this. So I don't want to put it all on Asians, and I'm not going to say all Chinese people are pushing it either. I'm not saying that either because I don't need a, a ton of emails from Chinese people say, Hey man, I don't feel that way. I support this. I su I'm not seeing you. I'm not seeing you. But what I am talking about is there has been a history. If Chinese Koreans was another one, you know, Latasha Harlins, remember her? You, you, you remember all the different things that has happened over the years. Come on now. I mean, I mean, I mean, we haven't, where's the stories of a black business owner gunning down a young Asian girl like that. That's not something that, that we just go and do. If, if Pookie, if you in the neighborhood and you, and you got robbed by Pookie and Ray Ray, where if you was a black owned business, Pookie and Ray Ray would have robbed you too. Probably robbed you a lot faster if you was a black owned business. So crime is crime. It's going to happen. Or oh, they be targeting us. You in the neighborhood, you're going to get targeted. Trust me. You're not special where they're not going to target you. Pookie and Ray Ray be on one. But, but one thing I noticed, I noticed they don't put, they don't go put their footprint in the white community like that. They may, they got some businesses there, but not like they do with black people. They make sure to have all kinds of businesses in the black community. Matter of fact, they cook food. They won't even eat themselves. 
They won't even eat it. They even admit, oh, you listen to TikTok. They say, oh, no, we don't eat the food that we serve y'all. We, we, we cook the good food at home. We give y'all the trash food. And you wonder why black folks that be, you know, because I always think it's strange because let's call it what it is. Have some of y'all been in them spots where you go in there and you get some food? And I mean, they literally, literally giving you two pounds of food for $8. You're like, my God. You giving you ain't got no problem giving away all this food. I'm like, what's in this food that you ain't got no problem stacking it so heavy that the freaking styrofoam thing won't close? Come on now, you know. Now at one point in time, I'm thinking, oh my god, man, that's a great deal. I love coming to this Chinese spot. They ain't giving you so much food, but then you start thinking about it, like, what are they really giving us? Why? Why you had no problem piling that much food on there? Why? And why is it always so cheap? To say you're giving this because beyond what you should be charging double how much you give it, the food you give it. I'm, I'm just keeping it 100. They don't, they don't hire black people in the, in the, when they're in the black community. You would think they would say, okay, we're in the black community. We need to have black employees. It's a few videos here and there where I've seen them, black employees, but they're so far and few in between. Then that hurry up and buy thing, you know, or whatever they, they you know, they go into black, uh, they go into beauty supply, hurry up and buy, you know, like what, you know what I'm saying? But as long as black people are silly, they keep going to, to those places. They will keep telling you, hurry up and buy. See black folks, you know, I always tell people the greatest retaliation is economic, not, not getting the street doing anything. No, 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 no. You don't have to get in the street and do a thing. You don't have to break a law because listen, we've done enough of that street stuff. And what has it really produced? Nothing. The best things that I've seen done was if you want to talk about the 1960s was the strong economic boycotts and making them last until you make them change laws like the Montgomery bus boycott. They didn't get on them buses for over a year and they changed the whole law at the federal level to so black folks don't have to go in the back of the bus. Why can't we do that today? You say, oh, you, you treating us this way? Okay, we banning you for, for a year. Nobody go eat over there. Nobody shop over here for a year. Trust me, in a lot of locations, if black folks shut them down economically like that, they're done. Then they're going to be copping, please. Well, it was them. It's not us. We had nothing to do with it. We don't feel that way. We support Black Lives Matter. I mean, Come on, man. I mean, like I said, we're just poor business owners and we, we just trying to stay in business and, and, and we never had a problem. Oh, they would be copping all kind of pleas. If black people pull the money away, same thing with them folks If black, they scared. We talk, talking about boycotting. Oh, cause anytime you mention boycotting, why would you want to hurt bit other businesses for? I'm like, wait a minute. You're not entitled to our money. Who, who told you you entitled to our money? If we want to keep our dollars in our pockets, if we want to do that, then we can do it. Period. Because during the pandemic, everybody was shopping Amazon or online shopping, staying out those restaurants completely. And a lot of restaurants went under because nobody was going to them restaurants. So it lets you know they are so dependent on you going to these restaurants, going to these businesses that, that our power said our power is in the dollar that we have. We just have to be responsible. The dollar is our weapon. It is a weapon that we can use against anybody. 
if if the if the bank if, if a particular bank, for instance, well, and you identify a bank who's notorious, Wells Fargo. Let's identify them. Wells Fargo has been notorious of treating black people bad. What if black people nationwide in one day go close all their accounts at Wells Fargo? That would literally tank their stock and that would send the markets into a frenzy that millions of people went close their accounts at Wells Fargo in one day. Trust me, they will be freaking out. The media will be freaking out. Why are these black people close their accounts for? What is going on? And, uh, you know, they, they'll be freaking out. And with the moment black people do it, then other groups of people are going to follow and say, oh, well, shoot, they doing it. Why are they doing it? I'm closing mine, too, because that's usually how it goes. We take a lead, and everybody else follow. We don't use our influence we don't use our dollars strategically to either shut somebody down or to support somebody. We, we don't do that as we should because all the disrespect that we have coming toward our way to hostility, we can literally clean that up overnight. If we know how to be disciplined with our dollars and say, you know what? I'm not supporting you. It needs, you know, it needs to be a backlash when people disrespect us like that. Now, I, you know, the affirmative action thing, you know, I'm, you, we did one about who's the biggest benefactor of that. And I'm not saying we should have a backlash because of affirmative action because it needs to go away. It, it needs to, you know, I, I got the clip of, of Dr. Claude Anderson talking about that. And I may, you know, follow that back up with him saying that we don't need to focus on affirmative action no more. We need to focus on reparations. And I think that's probably what I need because I need to follow something up with something we'll say to the Supreme Court that actually can help us with reparations. I think I'll follow it up tomorrow in the next podcast. But anybody that disrespects us, any corporation, you know, anybody, any bank, we could clean, we could literally fix these issues. But the bad part about it, you don't want to fix it until it gets so bad. See, the Supreme Court gonna have to unravel almost everything for you ready to make that kind of move. And what I like about what I'm talking about is that you don't have to break no, you don't break no crimes. They can't pull out their military gear on you. You're not going to go to jail, keeping your money in your pocket. You're not going to do anything. You're sitting in your house and you have every right to close an account. If you, if we say, Hey, that bank not treating us right. Let's just get on out of there. It's just that simple. So the hostility that people have toward us and not just that group, you got some East Indians that got hostility toward us, which they considered, they considered Asians, right? You're going to see what's going to happen down the line with your friend, the white supremacists. You're going to see. And boy, I'm telling you right now, I can't wait till they stab you in the back. I can't wait because I'm going to be so petty. Ooh, y'all, I'm going to be so petty. I'm going to be petty. I'm going to throw that back in y'all face. I'm going to rub it in. I'm going to be talking about it every day because you sat up there and, and said that y'all got hostility toward the black Americans who never done you crap, but you got no hostility to the people that have harmed your homelands, destroyed your homeland, stole resources from your homeland, used your people for, for cheap labor, paying them a dollar, $2 a day. No, no smoke for them. You want to team up with them and be an, uh, be an ally and assistant to try to harm black folk. 
So understand every person that sides with the white supremacists like that against us, they always learn in the end. And y'all have to understand something. We are battle tested and battle tried and we can endure to the end. We are built that way. We are the, the strongest people on the planet because we should have been wiped out a long time ago. You are the groups. You're not built like that. You get pressed a little bit and you'd be on planes back to your homeland. I promise you, you would. You couldn't deal with a year of how black Americans are treated. You was getting it just a little bit during the pandemic and you was crying, talking about uh, stop Asian hate and you were losing your mind. That's, that's our, that's been our treatment for hundreds of years and you cry and you get a little bit of it. But what's going to happen if, if, if them folks really turn up the heat on y'all? You gonna you gonna fight? No, you're not. You're gonna run. That's exactly what you're gonna do. Cause don't come this way. Cause you definitely can't get me to fight for you. And I'm gonna repeat myself again. An ally, an individual ally that has proven themselves to be helpful to the black community, who have called out their community for the anti-blackness. Oh, I'm cool with you. At that point, I will fight for you as an individual. I'm always gonna say that. I will fight for you as an individual. But I'm not fighting for your group. Nope. Cause your group collectively don't like black people. And that's, and that you can look at, I haven't found one group that have a collective love for black folk. I haven't. Everybody got something negative to say about black folk and black folk haven't colonized them, haven't stole their resources, haven't dropped uh, atomic bombs on them, haven't done nothing to them. Nothing. But yet we the hated ones, but you know, let's call it what it is. The scriptures teach that a telltale sign that you are the Lord's uh, people is they will hate you without a cause. But y'all let me know what y'all think about, you know, this situation here, you know, the hostility goes all the way back to the 1960s, but that's okay. We built for it. And I will tell you this, these other groups are light work. Trust me. They are not the white supremacists and we know good and well, they're not battle tested like we are. 